0: ESPN Radio. Usually the only hoops that we talk around here in mid-July, or I guess now it's even into August, is NBA free agency. But how about this? Montana State, the defending Big Sky Conference champions, they will embark on their international tour, and they leave tomorrow. They're headed over to play in England, and this is very cool. There's an international flavor throughout the Big Sky Conference, but there's a distinct English flavor on the Montana State Bobcats. A part of that's because of Chris Haslam, who's been an assistant coach around here for a long time, and there's been several great players from that neck of the woods. So It'll be fun for these guys to go that way. It's Nuanas now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. If you don't see us on the TV, we're not there. We're here. Bowles Montana coming to you live from courtside, brickbreed and filled out. It's a little hotter in here than it usually is on this hot summer day, but excited to be here. Montana State hosted their media day for football. Today, missed a thing in the first hour of the show. We shared an interview from Media Day with Callahan O'Reilly, a Bozeman High product who's an inside linebacker for Montana State, and uh, also talked all the way around the world of football, intriguing storylines, intriguing players for fall camp for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies, and we heard from Ashlyn Dvorak from our latest senior spotlight, goalkeeper from Billings West who won a state championship this last year, and she'll take her talents to the University of Montana to play for Chris Chidavitsky next year. If you uh, missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Joined here now courtside by Coach Haslam, as well as the reigning Big Sky Conference MVP, Jabril Bello. Thanks for being here, guys. How are you doing? Appreciate it. It
2: It's good to see you again. Hey, Good to be here.
0: I haven't seen you guys since uh, the the great run. Thanks for the trip to San Diego, by the way. (laughs) That was uh, a good NCAA tournament spot. So we'll start with you, Jabril. I know we're going to get into this international tour stuff, but... Didn't get a chance to really catch up with you after that. Just take us through it. I mean, you guys went into the Big Sky Tournament, target on your back as the regular season champions, but then you you took care of business. What a thrilling semifinal game against Weber State. But at the end of the day, you're cutting down the nets. You're going to the NCAA Tournament. I know this is what you guys all came to Montana State for. So uh, just take us through it. What was it like to go on that run?
1: Uh, It was was special. Um, It was definitely made some memories that I'll never forget. You know, just doing it with my brothers and uh, the goals that we had set, you know, the summer beforehand, especially for myself personally. And when we lost to Eastern, it just, that, that much pain just motivated the whole team to, you know, get these things done. And, you know, I'm just grateful and blessed to have done it. And, you know, I'm trying to do it again now, you know, just step it up a level.
0: It was so interesting, too, because the winning streak was something that everybody was talking about, right? And it, it was almost like, on one hand, you want to keep it going, but on the other hand, can you really win you know, all the way through January, February, yeah. and March? But it seemed like when you guys did drop and the, and the winning streak ended, that was kind of like a turning mo- point for you. And then you didn't lose again, at least against big set competition.
1: Um, I think, you know, it kind of helped the team as a whole because it gave us a level head. You know, I feel like, you know, losses are actually good for teams. It just depends on, you know, how often. Obviously, you don't want to lose, but the way we was going, it was really good, but even in some of the games we had won, we wasn't playing good. We just managed to, you know, sure. bat- bat right. it, battle it out. So uh, the losses helped us, you know, fix some of those little details that kept, that, you know, didn't cost us, but, you know, we had to fix those in order to win a championship. So I think those losses definitely helped
0: What's it like being a big guy in the Big Sky Conference? Because th- this is a, a league that's not very accustomed to true big guys. I mean, you're 6'9". There's other 6'9 guys in the league, but they don't play, you know, on the block, in the paint like you. It's just so interesting to watch the way it all goes down, right? Because sometimes you find yourself trying to mitigate the foul trouble and stuff yeah. like that because, I mean, you're just bigger and stronger than most of the guys yeah. you're going against. So what's it like being a big man you know, in the Big Sky? You just Sky?
1: have to adjust. Honestly, yeah. I mean... I watched high major games and I'm I'm just wishing that they ref us the same for sure. But um, you know you just adjust to the level and you gotta be smart. You know that's why where, where I like like to um, give myself props because I'm using my head most of the time on both ends. So I mean if you watch how the ref uh, the game is refed, then I think you know I, I'll be fine. Jabril Bello. Chris Haslam joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our
0: ESPN Roundtable presented in part by Paradise Falls. And, Coach, Has, you've coached big guys in this league as well, how do you kind of get them ready for it? Because, you know, sometimes... They're going to get hit harder than anybody else in the league. There is a strategy that goes into keeping them on the court, but but this young man embraced it uh, full full force last year and and was the Big Sky MVP when it was all said and
2: done. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Jabril did a phenomenal job for us and and deservedly you know was the uh, conference player of the year and defensive player of the year. And between him and obviously Great Osseball, and and our style of play is a little different to everyone else in the fact that we do throw the ball inside so much. Um, you know, obviously it's a very, you know, perimeter game. The You know, most of the other teams in the league are playing four guards where we like to play two bigs on the floor a lot and really pound the paint. And, you know, Jabril you spoke about it a little bit just before. You know, maybe the referees aren't used to really refereeing a true, you know, big guy, physical big guy inside. But, you know, for, for, for us as a, as a staff, we have to, you know, get these guys ready. And, and he said, you know, play, play with his head. You know, I know it's frustrating at times because he is bigger and stronger, the same with Great, And as much as the ball goes inside and they do get hacked and the referees, you know, do miss fouls, and that's part of the game, they have to stay, you know, mentally locked in. Uh, mentally focused they have to get onto the next play and understand yet yeah, you know calls are going to get missed and and just continue to to play hard and be physical and try and dominate the paint which is going to help us you know ultimately win games and i think they did a like i said a phenomenal job all year
0: and you've been around this program now longer than anybody that's part of the program because you were a holdover for brian Fisher's staff as well so what's it been like to watch this thing build under coach sprinkle because it's incrementally gotten better. And then last year, you know, landmark year, one of the great, one of the great
2: seasons in Montana state basketball history. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously coach sprinkle you know, has come in and then three years, obviously, you know, the energy and excitement around the program is, is at an all time high right now. And to be a part of that, obviously I'm very fortunate that he kept me on staff and, and, and super appreciative of the opportunity, you know, he gave to me. Um, but again, you know, he just came in and, you know, his personality, his will to win. Um, obviously, Montana State is in his heart. He bleeds blue and gold. For sure. Um, and it's been a phenomenal journey to get to this point so far. You know, the three years we've improved the program each year, obviously culminating uh, with the title last year. And But as Jabril said now, it's not, you know, it's not about getting fat and happy. It's about being, you know, hungrier, you know. We, we've got the target on our back right now rather than chasing someone. And that's a whole, you know, different mindset to have, uh, you know, and what we've been already preaching during the summer workouts. You know, we have to have a different mentality now as a team. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's been phenomenal. The Big Sky has
0: always been a, a league that has a lot of a depth to it. It's always an interesting league because it's so far flung, right? I mean, the geographic area is huge. At one point in time, there's three different time zones represented in the league. Mm -hmm. Road games are hard. You never know when you're going on a bus through a canyon and playing a noon tip in Cedar City, right? I know we don't have to do that anymore. Thank goodness with Southern Utah not in the league. But um, for all of the, the diversity of the league, all the depth of the league, it's been one of three teams in my 16 years covering the league. On top, either Montana, uh, Weber State, or Eastern Washington. Montana said a, a new breakthrough to kind of get there. I know North Dakota had a title that one year, Northern Colorado's been in the mix. But what does it take to sort of move into that top tier of the big sky conference i
2: mean what are some of the factors that have gone into building this program into a championship level program? right i mean i think the you know the league is definitely uh, you know underappreciated for sure with with as you just you know talked about the the travel isn't easy no and there's really good teams with really good players and there's really good coaches in our league it's not easy at all and you know you'd always say you know there's always maybe you know five five, six teams that are going to be in the mix. But as you said, you know, it's always been Weaver, Montana, Eastern Washington, you know, in my time here. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, to, to break through, it's, it is it, mental toughness. Mental toughness is a big thing. Yes, you have to have talent, but, you know, team chemistry, coming together and being mentally tough. And, again, Jabril talked about it. We weren't playing. There was a stretch. We weren't playing particularly well. You know, we weren't firing on all cylinders. But we found a way to win, Mm -hmm. you know, found a way to win those games on the road or at home, Uh, you know, in the dark days of February, you know, when everyone's worn down. It's a long season, a lot of traveling. And I think that comes back to the group, their their chemistry, their togetherness, you know, what they sacrificed for each other. And again, it comes back to, you know, being mentally tough to you find a way to win, you know, and that's a sign of a championship team is you're not going to play well for 20 games, 18 games in conference. You know, there's going to be those four or five games when, you know, you're dragging around, but you find a way, and that's what wins you a championship, and that's what ultimately this group of guys did. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls has 30 big-screen TVs,
0: 18 draft beers, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and uh, guess what? And We'll let you know when it's official, but they're added in an early happy hour. Bold move by them, but you're going to be able to go down there and get drink specials in the mornings. I know that's going to be a big hit during football season, so stay tuned for that. We'll give you more on that, but thanks to Paradise Falls, their continued sponsorship of the ESPN Roundtable. Chris Haslam, assistant men's basketball coach here at Montana State. We're broadcasting to you live from Bozeman, by the way, and Jabril Bello. The Big Sky Conference reigning men's basketball MVP joining us. These guys headed out tomorrow. They're going back home, back to the United Kingdom, back to England to play on their international tour. The last couple of things about this last season, Debril, from a player perspective, uh, what did it take to acclimate to the Big Sky Conference? I mean, what is the maybe a challenge people don't expect? Because it is sort of the travel's tough but also just the variability of the atmospheres is tough, too, right? I mean, you guys have a great home atmosphere. Montana does. Weaver does. Eastern does. Sometimes, though, you got to bring your own energy, too. So, I mean, what are some of the challenges of, of playing in this league? How did you acclimate to that as a player?
1: I mean, I think uh, team chemistry is what helped us a lot over these last years. For sure. Uh, about all the challenges of playing in a different uh, court that we're not used to in a different atmosphere. And... Also, like, you know, there was a couple places with different uh, uh, levels, like, what is it? What's it called? Sea level?
0: Sure. Oh, elevation. Yeah, right. Totally.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's different uh, elevations, so, you know, you just got to stay ready for it. I think the one in uh, Bozeman is pretty, pretty good, so it keeps us prepared for what it's like in other places. But, um, yeah, Montana's atmosphere was definitely intense, but, you know, you just got to keep a level head, mental toughness. And, uh, you know, stick together with your team and focus on, on the goal, really. So, yeah.
0: If you're listening, you, you can tell these guys both have great British accents. And we love when we have different <laughs> accents here uh, on the radio. But, Javille, do you remember when you first got recruited to Montana State? Just compare and contrast. I mean, you, you had a stop in Wyoming, too. So you got used to life in America before you, you came here. But what's the transition been like? I mean, can just compare and contrast where you're yeah, from to I where remember, you're
1: at. I mean, I was in uh, Colorado and... You know, I'm sure, right, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the atmosphere there was way different. Like the elevation was not even close. I came on my visit, we <laughs> was playing five and five, and I think after two trips, I was gassed. Yeah. So, you know, it was definitely uh, eye on, eye opener when I first got here. And has you you've been around
0: for a while now, both from your time as a college player and then playing overseas, coming back to America. Well, I mean, what are the biggest differences? I think that Americans and, and Brits share a lot in common. And it makes sense just because, you know, this this country was founded by, you know, British rebels, basically. But, uh, I mean, what are the differences that you notice not in lifestyle and, and just living in America compared to the U.K.? I mean,
2: obviously, here, um, everything's so spread out. Obviously, sure. just the distance. Right. You know, I remember when I first came to the States, you know, uh, when I first came over to... Um, High school in Savannah, Georgia. I flew in it to Atlanta, and it was what three hour, four hour drive, right? Sure. Which is nothing, and I thought, holy cow! Because in England, you know, you drive thirty minutes; it's like a lifetime because sure. everything's so close. Totally. It's Not not spread out. So just the the, the vastness, and um, but here, here is just so you know, it was great because you know basketball is big in England. But there's nothing like college basketball back home. Sure. You know, there's nothing. You know, obviously, it's a lot of club sports, you know, club teams. But the fact how big college athletics are, how big college basketball is, when I first came over, you know, the biggest crowd I played in front of was maybe... 20 people, and that sure. was, you know, the, the kids' parents, right? right and that's right, it. Right. I remember, you know, my first even high school game, there was like a 1,000 people there, and I was like, holy cow. Right. right. You know, and then obviously, you know. Just, and then you went and played at Wyoming, you know, which is a phenomenal home uh, court. You know, advantage. yeah, I still remember my first uh, home game, at, you know, at, uh, at Wyoming. I think there was 8,000 people in, in sure. the A, And, you know, my first shot, I shot a turnaround, and I almost broke the backboard because I, <laughs> I, so, I was so nervous in front of that bigger crowd. So, but just, you know, the... The whole entertainment factor, you know, of, right. of, of college sports, you know, it's it's, it's phenomenal. Um, so, but, uh, you know, I've been over in the States for such a long time. And, you know, it is my second home, you know, and obviously I've been fortunate enough to be in Bozeman. And just uh, the fans, the community, the support, you know, it's it, there's no place like it. And Jabril, uh, when you're coming up uh, in high school and stuff, you're playing at an academy. There's a
0: lot of different ways you can go if you're playing in Europe, right? I mean, you can, you can keep going the club route or or you can try to, to take the chance to come to america what was the draw for you to, to come stateside and, and pursue basketball man
1: i had no choice <laughs> there was no choice i had one goal um, the goal that to even come to america didn't even sound likely like just a couple of weeks before i made my decision to go to barkin abbey so the goal to come to america was like you know if you just work hard at this, you can do this. So to me, I mean, that was the only option I had to, you know, see what I can actually achieve for like, my potential and, and things like that. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just blessed and lucky, really.
0: And now here you are entering your senior year, and you get to go back home before, uh, before it's all said and done, before these, the season even starts. So what are you most excited about, you know, just going back to England?
1: Uh, I think just playing in front of my mom and my sister. Has she, has she
0: ever been able to come out? No, this, she, like no so she hasn't seen you play me. in a like long she, time. The last
1: time she seen me play was probably when I was like 15, and I had just broke my leg. Oh, geez! So I was coming back from the injury, and you know I was terrible I was even terrible before I joined Barking Abbey so you know I I didn't do nothing so she she was I remember another game too I sat the bench I told her to come watch I didn't even get in the whole game so yeah man like she hasn't seen me play ever only on the on the uh, screen so. That's unbelievable. That'd be such a great experience. How about you, Has? I mean,
0: that part just getting these guys back. Oh. I mean, because you got you got Jabril, you got great Osabar as well. Uh, too bad Almond or who can't make it. But is he going to be able well, to come?
2: You know, obviously with with Jabril, great and Caleb. Sure, you know Caleb and Caleb has you know. And I haven't been home because of COVID. I haven't actually been home in almost four years. So I'm you know can't wait to get off the plane and run and you know kiss the ground. Um, but just to take these guys home and, and, and let them, you know, their family and friends see them play, um, you know, will be, fun- you know, again, just a great experience. You know, I'm, my, my family's going to be there at the games as well. And just to be home and, and, and be around it, Armin is going to actually play in, in the game against us oh, on, wow. on, the, on the Sunday. Okay. Obviously, you know, he played at uh, Barkin Abbey. Sure. Um, so he's getting ready to sign a pro contract here in the next week or so. But obviously, it'll be great for him to you know to see him and and for him to play against us so just be a great experience just to just to be home and you know recruiting in the UK has been such a uh, you know a big you know plus for the program you know it's 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 great our brand our name being over there sure you know that you know maybe some you know kids come and watch us play um that maybe we can I don't know recruit and future Bobcats in the future we'll see you know so it's, uh, like I said, I think it would just be a great experience.
0: No, is now ESPN Radio. It's our ESPN Roundtable. Chris Haslam, assistant basketball coach for the Montana State men's basketball team, as well as Jabril Bello, a senior. I, I, do you call yourself a power forward or a center? This is this is a debate, right? I
1: actually call myself a power forward. Yeah,
0: right? Yeah. He <laughs> hasn't shaken his head know, saying, no, he's a you center, You need to right? embrace
2: being a big guy.
1: It's all
0: this
2: NBA <laughs> stuff. Right. Makes bigs want to, you know, move down a position. Yeah, right, Embrace right. being a big, it's fine.
0: Well, it's like they used to always say. They used to always say that Kevin Garnett is actually seven two. And he got listed at six eleven because he didn't want to be a seven footer. Because right. if people called him a seven footer, they would think he was slow. Right. And he wanted to be a power forward, just like the big man wants to be a power forward. Interesting, but I guess I had not. You learn something new every day. I knew you guys were bringing in Caleb Fuller from a transfer from UC Davis. I had not realized that he's from Barking Abbey, the same academy that Jabril Bell, Bell, Bell and Adama are from. So right. that's a good connection. Exactly,
2: exactly. So he's, you know, from a, a town called Ipswich, which is just outside of London, you mm-hmm. know, just to the just to the east. But uh, he came through that same academy too. So again, to be able to take him home, uh, to see his family, and that the fact that we're actually playing at Barking Abbey, where these guys, you know, came through, uh, it's worked out perfectly.
0: Coach, give people just the lowdown of, of just uh, this trip in general. You're going to go over there for eight days, and you, you have competitions against against who? Who you play, and how many games you so, play? All that stuff. Yeah,
2: we're going. You know, obviously, we leave tomorrow. We've got four four days in in England, in London. Uh, we're going to play two games out there. We're going to play, like I said, Barken Abbey. Alumni team, but it's a team full of pro players that are still in London before they go off to their pro teams before preseason starts for them. Um, and then the second day we're actually going to play against, uh, it's called the Hoops Fix All Star team, which is all the best uh, top young players um, in England. Interesting. Um, so, you know, two, two good challenging games. Um, and then next uh, Tuesday we fly to Nice in the south of France uh, and we're going to play Basket Azure. Which is the top junior team in in the front in France? They won the you know junior league in, in France last like last year. So again, another good game, another good test, and then we'll be on the kind of French Riviera Riviera for three nights, and we're back uh, next Friday. And so. That
0: sounds pretty good uh, for those following along. Every four years, uh, men's basketball teams, I guess, Division One basketball teams, men and women, get to go on an international tour. Montana State taking theirs uh, to England slash France this year. Jabril, what are you most excited about going back home? You mentioned playing in front of your mom, but I mean, is there any sort of food or any any sort of thing that you've been missing from, from back home? Yeah,
1: like I told her to make me a couple like African cuisines, uh-huh. like jollof rice, and I think probably fried rice and, you know, all the stuff I just don't eat when I'm out here, but I'm excited about that, just to be with the team, to play in front of friends, like all of that really, like, you know, it's just going to be nice. What's it gonna be like going against Ahmed? Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I guess you know I his tendencies, right? I bet she's
0: gonna go left. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> kind of sad to break
1: these this news, but he's uh he's actually taking a trip to his uh professional team on Friday, uh, so he can't play. Oh, so. uh, bummer. And, you know, it's, it's sad. I yeah, was, I, we was talking. Uh, maybe he smack scheduled the whole the mi- time. maybe
0: he scheduled the meeting though with his new yeah. team, so he didn't have to play against <laughs> you guys, right? We was talking
1: the whole time about playing, and I, we, I was saying we finna like win by a hundred. <laughs> well, that that's a key storyline for you guys just
0: broadly for this international tour and in general, you guys had one of the most veteran backcourts in the country last year uh, with Amin Adamu and, and Xavier Bishop. And I think that's going to be one of the big question mark coming into this year is how do you go about replacing those guys? So this give people the scoop just in terms of sort of
2: the, the pecking order and the position battles there in the backcourt. Sure. I mean, we signed two uh, grad transfers, Caleb uh, Fuller being one of them, right? Yeah. He's, he's, uh, you know, kind of a combo forward, play some four, play sure. some three, um, but at the guard position, you know, we signed again, you know, the um, Harris Brown, mm-hmm. who was a great transfer from Cal State Northridge, was all conference player there, and Robert Ford, um, who came in from Idaho State. Who was all big sky all player a couple sky. of years ago a, before he a,
0: got hurt, a, really a, good player exactly. at Idaho Exactly, so,
2: yeah, we obviously, you know, Xavier Bishop and, and Armin were tremendous, you know, tremendous, um, you know, and obviously a big loss. But, you know, we Darius and Robert have really done a great job, you know, during the summer workouts and, you know, bringing that experience too. And then also we signed, you know, Jed Miller um, out of a prep school in, in California who comes in as a true freshman who, you know, again, you think he's a true freshman. He's a little bit older having that prep year. But, sure. um, you know, he can really shoot the, I, really I, I'm the ball. I'm interested
0: to see this kid because, you know, when we were following him on Twitter and stuff, mm-hmm. some of us, I mean, you dropped 62 in a high school game. I don't care who you are
2: or what level it's at. You're filling it up. Right, so he's he's confident, you know, uh, on both sides of the ball. He's a confident player. Uh, he's, you know, obviously coming in as a true freshman. But uh, so far he's really, you know, really been competing with those guys, which was nice to see. And Jabro, what, what do you think will be different about this year's team? Obviously you got to replace, replace those great guards.
0: But uh, how do you think this team will, be, will look different? And what most excites you just about the, the new squad you guys have?
1: Um you know, I've been practicing with the team for a couple of weeks now, and I'm really excited for us defensively and I f- really think like against big teams small teams like I feel like we'll be a very tough matchup for a lot of teams um I like the way we share the ball as well, and you know we still got all of our shooters and they've been doing a good job uh doing other things as well as shooting so. You know, I feel like we'll be very versatile with our play uh, style as well. So, you know, I'm just excited to see it come to play.
0: And last thing for you that has, uh, that's one of the big advantages of this. It's not only a fun trip for these guys. You get to take them back home. You get to go hang out in London and, and on the French Riviera and all that. But it's extra practice time. It's
2: extra extra time to be together. So how much of an advantage can it be? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, we've got new faces. You know, uh, obviously we have a lot of holes to fill from last year's team. Losing, you know, like I said, the players we talked about and that experience and productivity. Uh, But getting these guys in that we're allowed, you know, 10 practices before we head out on the trip. Um, And then getting to play. You know, obviously it's fine. We've been beating up on each other and playing against, you know, each other. And, all, you know all the drills and the skill work and the practices etc but now we kind of get to see where we're at for three games against different competition and you know bet some of these new guys in and play with different lineups and 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 you know kind of see how how we look and then we can kind of get back from the trip and truly evaluate where we're at and then move forward uh, from there and get ready for the for the new year well thanks
0: for being here guys this is very fun i know you got a lot of packing to do but this should be a great experience i hope you enjoy Going back to the homeland and, uh, I mean, London and England aside, three days on the French Riviera, that sounds pretty darn good, man. I mean, how, how dappers Coach Sprink's going to be looking when you're going out on the French I'm Riviera. pretty
1: sure he's going to get his all his fits from his wardrobe. <laughs> That's right. For sure.
0: He definitely yeah. is. Well, uh, Chris Aslam, Jabril Bello, joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. This has been our ESPN Roundtable. Montana State, the defending Big Sky Conference champions. They are headed to the united kingdom and then france for their international tour they will leave uh tomorrow and uh, be fun kind of the kickstart to their big sky conference title defense thanks for being here guys this was fun appreciate it thanks colton thanks it's been a little while since we've had repeat champions at the montana state amateur golf championship but we got a repeat and he's sitting right across the way from me joey Lovell. back to back state am championships How did he do it, and how has he done it holding off a couple of the best young golfers we have seen in this state in quite some time? He'll tell us. Keep it right here. Joey Lovell, Montana's men's AM champion from this last weekend, live here from Bozeman, it's ESPN Radio. and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. If you don't see us on the TV, it's because I'm not there. We're here, live from Montana State's campus in Bozeman, Montana, Appreciate the Bobcats for putting us up. It was MSU Media Day for the football team. But we're talking all the way around the wide world of sports. We had Ashlyn Dvorak from Billings West on the show earlier, one of the great high school soccer players in the state of Montana. Also heard from Callahan O'Reilly, Bobcat senior linebacker. Heard from Chris Haslam and Jabril Bellow of the Montana State men's basketball team. And now we are joined live by the recently anointed, now two-time Montana State amateur golf champion, Joey Lovell. He got it done here this last weekend in Bozeman. Man, he joined us on the show last year. I had never even met you. He just came on the phone, but congratulations. What a cool accomplishment for you.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so nice to be able to do it in my, in my hometown and in front of the home crowd.
0: Well, and also cool now because you're here at, at your workplace, basically, right? Cause, <laughs> right. Because you now just started on uh, Brittany Bazey's staff with the Montana State Women's Golf Team. And so you got your, your Bobcat polo, your Bobcat hat on. So this was an easy place for us to meet up.
3: Yeah, most definitely. I just, you know, a, a quick jaunt up the stairs from my office. I was in there just a little bit ago and uh, talked to the coach and let her know I was, I was coming up on the show. So excited to be here. I'm with you.
0: Well, t- tell us about uh, that j- just while we're we're on it. How did that opportunity come? Because you've been working out there at Black Bowl, one of the premier country clubs here in this city and around the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now a chance to help out with the college golf team. So how did the opportunity come about?
3: Yeah, you know, I'd always been in touch with her um, ever since I moved here uh, in 2013. And, um, you know, just working at Black Bowl, being one of the golf pros, and then being one of the directors of operations out there. Um, just don't really have the time, really, to start helping out as much. Um, I'd asked her a bunch, but she kind of knew the – not severity of the job but how how much the job takes uh, takes away from me and um, when I got out of Black Bowl, I got into real estate and gave her a call and said, hey, I'm selling real estate now. Is there an opportunity for me to help coach? And she said, absolutely. Let's let's make this happen. And so that was during COVID. So it didn't happen as, as quickly as uh, I had hoped. But uh, last fall, when it was ready to go, I, I hopped on board. And it's been a blast. This last year was a lot of fun. A uh, big part of recruiting for this final, for this coming year. We got four new girls coming in. So definitely excited for this coming season.
0: Well, last year when you won the State Am, it was in Missoula at Canada River. And so it was so fun for me to talk to because that's my home course. Mm-hmm. So just comparing and contrasting all the shots that you were making and the low scores you were putting up. This year, though, at Riverside, and it seemed like this was a very challenging track that they had it at, plus an incredibly challenging field as well. Two of the best young golfers that we've seen come out of Montana in recent years, Rig Johnson and Joey Moore, both in the field as well this year. I know Riggs wasn't in the field a year ago. Uh, So just talking about mentally preparing yourself, how did you get ready when when you know you got, I mean, these two dudes, uh, you're obviously an excellent golfer, but these two dudes are like, basically doing it for a living as Division One golfers right now.
3: Right, right. Yeah, you know, obviously winning last year kind of gives you that confidence oh, for knowing sure. that you can do it. Um, and then, you know, heading into this year, I played in the USAM qualifier and saw those two guys were playing as well. I was uh, able to get the victory there, which was nice. So then coming into the State Am, knowing that being in the competition with them, I know I can win. Uh, but then having it here, you know, at Montana State, it's golfs, Home course. I'm out there a bunch. I play with them a bunch. Um, you know, definitely have the confidence. I kind of know where, how to hit shots. They had the course pretty dialed up, pretty tough. Um, but I got out to a hot start with the 63 and, the, and tied the course record on the first day. Had a six shot lead, which really helped out and kind of guided me th- throughout the whole week. So.
0: We'll, well, take us through then that, the finish, because last year you kind of ran away with it. This year you exploded in the first round, and then you kind of had to hold on to it. So when you're going through the, that third and final round, well, yeah, what's going through your mind? Because he was kind of back and forth and charges by a couple of the other guys that were right behind you on the leaderboard.
3: Yeah. You know, I've re- never really had the lead before. Um, I've always right. come from behind to win. And so having the lead after the first day was awesome. Joey cut it to four strokes going into the final day. You know, after the first hole, I made bogey. He made birdie. So it was the two strokes right away. Um, and it was it was almost kind of it settled my nerves almost making that bogey because it was like, all right, cool, that bogey's out of the way. Um, and they just kind of steadied it the entire way. It had a three-shot lead going into the 18th hole. Ended up hitting it in the water left, which is not what I was hoping oh, to do. And, and Joey had about a 25, 30-footer to tie me, and um, he ended up leaving it on the high side, and I left myself a, a you know, like a 12-incher to tap in to uh, take the victory by one. So two years back-to-back years with only a one-shot victory over Joey. So uh, it, was, it was awesome. Joey Lovell
0: joining us here on Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Now two-time defending Montana State AM champion, took home the title uh, this last weekend at Riverside Country Club here uh, in Bozeman. We're coming to you live. From Bozeman, Montana. And for for hackers like me, you know, for 10 <laughs> handicaps out here, my biggest flaw is that when I got it rolling, I got it rolling. And when I hit it in the water, then I go get a 10. Uh, how do you readjust I mean, you're sitting here like, man, I got the lead and then I hit it in the water. How do you readjust and not fall apart and put a snowman on the cart?
3: Right. You know, the day before it happened the exact same way too. I, I right. decided to hit three wood off the tee and, and hooked it left in the exact same spot that I oh. hit in the final round. And so, um, was able to take a drop and knowing where the flag was, was left side of the green, just hit it anywhere, right up by the green. And, um, hopefully I can get up and down and I hit a great shot, hooked in there, uh, ended up in some pretty long rough just out, you know, just off the green and, uh, didn't hit a very good chip and uh, was lucky enough that a two putt was able to get me by one. But uh, it was my only double of the week. I never had a three putt the entire week, which helps out a bunch for sure, especially on those fast greens and and how slopy they are. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, big numbers are, are killers in, in these type of tournaments. For so, sure. Yeah. What,
0: what was the most challenging part about uh, the track you were playing? What, what, what was making Riverside tough this last weekend?
3: Yeah, so when we play Riverside, usually you know on a daily basis with the team or just when I'm out there with my friends, you know, the rough is not even close to as long as it was sure. this week. And then, you know, the approaches and the greens were very burnt out and fast where typically on those Poiana greens you could hit a shot in there and it's going to spin back a ton. Uh, I didn't spin one ball back the entire week because it was just bouncing. And so a lot more difficult, and it was a different golf course than we ha- when we have it normally set up. I had just texted the golf pro a little bit ago, and just told him, "Hey, thanks again for the golf course and everything you guys did out there." And it was a different golf course than any of the members play, any of us sure. locals play, just sure. because they got it in tip-top shape and, and championship condition.
0: What have you thought of just the, sort of the evolution of, of golf in Montana? Because this, this is a, a cold weather state. It's always been popular in Montana, but it's really you know hit a hit a a huge jolt in popularity. And I think with that though comes the hiring of golf pros that have a lot of experience, hiring of superintendents that are making the courses as tough as ever. There's all sorts of tournaments now. It seems to me when I play courses that have been around for a while, they're harder than they've ever been. Uh, that 's a good thing. it 's a good challenge uh, What do you think of just the, the growth of golf in montana
3: oh it 's been fantastic i mean montana 's the last best place right for sure you know, and so um, a lot of people have been coming up here and moving as you can say i, I was i 'm in real estate as well, so sure. i 've seen the influx of people starting right. to move to montana and Every golf course here in Bozeman, all the private ones are full. There's waiting lists to get in. Right. And um, so I think that just creates more of a competitive culture amongst not just the country club people or the, or the public course people, but really just all the resort people and everybody who wants to play golf. Um, you know, and now we're in Montana, and this, this summer has been fantastic. Uh, we really can't beat the weather. So the influx has been great, but it also brings in a lot more competition for, from every level.
0: Joey Lovell joining us here on Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television coming to you live from Bozeman. Uh, the The thing that I love about golf, too, is there's very few lifelong sports, right? Like mm-hmm. Most sports, you hit a, a peak and then you're done. And even if you can play pickup basketball forever, you're never going to play at the level you once played at. You're never going to play football again once your football career is <laughs> right. over, right? Uh, but golf, you can play forever. How have you been able to continue to to have a love of it, but also continue to keep getting better at it? Because, I mean, it seems like you're playing some of the best. How old are you? Mid-30? 34, yeah. yeah I mean, you're probably playing the best golf of your life right now, right?
3: I am, yeah. I, it's funny. I've been telling my wife over the last, you know, eight years, just like, hey, I got better at golf this year. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, I'm like, hey, I got better at golf this year. Yeah. And so – I was, I'm waiting for that year. <laughs> that maybe <laughs> right. I don't get better. Totally. And, uh, my wife and I, she, she's recently pregnant. We're, we're, having a baby here in, in November. And so I'm maybe thinking next year, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, it might fall off a little bit, but it also might, you know, give me more of that dad strength that they always talk about. <laughs> so, right. so, so, um, hopefully we'll see, but, but definitely excited for a little one on the way. So
0: you got to tell me this, how, how do you sell the golf obsession to, to the, the partner, to the wife? Because my girlfriend right now is like, every time I come home from the golf course, she's like, I don't know why you go golfing. You spend five (laughs) hours, you come home, and you're just all pissed off. What's wrong with you? Why don't you stop doing this? And I'm like, well, I just want to be better. But yeah, how do you say I mean, because it's a... when it be when you hit a certain point, it becomes an obsession, right? I mean,
3: oh, most definitely, you love it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it was very early on when we first started dating. She knew I was a golfer. Sure. She knew I was a golf professional at a golf course, and so in the so step- you
0: can also sell to her that you're good at golf. My girlfriend's like, you just suck. Why do you keep doing this? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh,
3: I bought her golf clubs. Uh, it was in our vows that I was going to get her better at golf. So Gee, it's, it's all of the above. where right. I, I just kind of it towards her of, hey, this is golf. This is what it's all about. And so being in the industry and now being a golf coach, she understands the time that it takes. But also she understands that if I'm not, if I don't have golf kind of in my life, she knows that i'm kind of like uh not very happy like i I need to have golf in my life and so that makes kind of a happy wife happy life is the saying it's right i mean it's good to have a a challenging
0: pursuit i mean it's good to have something that you spend your time with golf you're outside it's healthy it's it's fun it's a great sport so um good for you and good for you for convincing your wife this is a good thing as well well i'm very lucky put it in the wedding vows that's (laughs) i'm keeping that one up here i'm I'm gonna remember that i love it um Tell, let's talk about a little bit about your gig at Montana State, though. You talked about how it all came about, but what do you think now of of this upcoming season? Because it seems like, as we were saying, sort of the, the the boom in population here has made golf even more prominent, more popular. Mm-hmm. Bozeman has so many great golf courses, beautiful tracks, and, and you know you guys play out at Riverside all the time, which is one of the best courses in the state. So, how do those two things go hand in hand? I mean, do you feel like the momentum of, of the growth of Bozeman is is Catering to uh, success for Montana State, golf or at least potential to have success,
3: almost oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, selling Bozeman isn't isn't too hard, right? And then when they come see campus and selling Montana State, and then seeing what all of our other sports are doing, and uh, from football to basketball, both teams winning the you know the championship, women's and men, um, selling Montana State has become easier and easier and easier. And then yeah, obviously with the golf courses we're able to play out here, when some of the ladies come in for the recruiting trips and see the mountains and see how good the golf is um it really makes them feel like they're a part of this community and this home and obviously the the blue and gold flag waves pretty heavy here in Bozeman and um it's just a great community to be a part of you guys also have
0: a fun little uh pipeline right in your backyard too right because Bozeman High School right. and I'm sure Gallatin is, is on their way with great golf too but I mean Bozeman High School has been been dominant when it comes to golf and you know when we were following along with the women's state am right I mean cameron basie who took home the title but i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think three of the top four finishers were Bozeman high grads and a couple of them including uh one of the rosa nova sisters was is on your guys's team as well so uh you don't got to go very far to find good golfers here in Bozeman
1: either.
3: It's been it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, having Cameron win it uh, was was great. And, you know, she beat Sammy, who plays over at Seattle U. Right. Um, Sammy's out at Black Bowl. Her dad. Yeah, she's she, a Bozeman girl too, right? She is, yeah. And, right. and she's <laughs> a good golfer. We were both at Black Bowl yesterday practicing, and it was kind of a wave of, hey, congrats. Uh, right. Good job. You know, you'll get one of these titles here soon. But, yeah, having Cameron and I both holding the State Am trophies with Montana State Golf is, uh, I don't think it's ever happened before, right. Right, to, to be honest. But, I don't think so either. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool pretty cool
0: deal well very fun and very cool and, and congratulations again man joey level the recently crowned for the second year in a row montana state men's amateur golf champion i uh, on Nuana's now uh so w- one more trip for you from a tournament perspective it's it's in connecticut win pretty soon it's, right because
3: it's in new jersey oh new yeah. jersey yeah. right right i knew yeah. it was
0: on the east coast somewhere yeah. so for those that didn't follow along earlier we talked about this on the show earlier this summer but joey also won the united states amateur qualifier out there at old works and so that that's big time man now you get to go play on i mean the, the biggest in the world the yeah. greatest stage of amateur golf that there is in the world so yeah, yeah. Uh, w- when is it and how you, what are you doing to prepare yeah
3: so it starts august 15th and um i'll be heading over there august 11th um so with a buddy of mine who's caddying my wife's going to come over my mom's going to fly over as well um so i'll get practice rounds in on that saturday sunday and then it's 36 holes, you know, Monday, Tuesday, they cut from 312 players down to 64, and then it's match play. So, if you can get into match play, which is the the ultimate goal, then it's anybody's game. For sure. Um, You know, you could win with the 75, and you could lose with the 65 in match play. So, um, super excited. Obviously, this is the, the biggest event I'll have ever played in my life. Um, and just super thrilled to enjoy this experience. And I'm going to take it all in, and, you know, hopefully the moment doesn't get to me, you know, but when I'm out on the golf course, it'll kind of be in the past and just kind of grind it away and count up the scores when I get done.
0: Well, that should be so fun. I'm glad your family's going to get to go with you too, and uh, thanks for being here, man. Best of luck with one last uh, big-time tournament,
3: but congratulations again. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Go Cats.
0: Joey Lovell, assistant Montana State women's golf coach as well as two-time state amateur champion here. On ESPN Radio. Get you set up for the rest of the week, and uh, if we can squeeze it in, a couple more intriguing storylines for fall camp for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. or football talk coming at you. Keep it right here. Nu-on is now ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire.
3: We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world
0: Television. The sample of the sample. You gotta love it. Originally, the message, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, then sampled by Ice Cube. Now you know. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a phenomenal Wednesday. The traveling radio show continues. Thanks for tuning in to Nuanas now. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television or the ESPN Montana app, we are not in studio because we're coming to you live from Brick Breeden Fieldhouse on the Montana State campus, Bozeman, Montana. Appreciate all of our phenomenal guests for joining us here uh, on this Wednesday. Heard from one of our uh, recent senior spotlight subjects, Ashlyn Dvorak of Billings West High School, who's headed to Montana to play soccer. Also heard from Callahan O'Reilly, Montana State senior inside linebacker, preseason all-league selection. We also talked some intriguing storylines for the Grizz and the Bobcats headed into fall camp and more importantly, intriguing players, players to watch. And uh, we also heard in hour number two from a couple guys that are going back to their homeland, Chris Haslam, Jabril Bello, the Montana State men's basketball program. They're both from England, the Bobcats headed over to the United Kingdom for their international tour. And we just heard from Joey Lovell, the recently anointed Montana State Am champion in the men's golf world. You can find everything from today's show on the nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the M-Store, Sportsbet Montana, the advocates, and... The MSU Bookstore. couple more players that I can't wait to watch when it comes to fall camp this upcoming uh, month or so. We've given you a lot. And, I mean, let's be honest. I'm trying to get eyes on pretty much everybody on both the Grizz and the Bobcat roster. But another guy who, one thing I think is funny and interesting is oftentimes we gravitate towards unproven guys. Guys that we uh, haven't seen much of. Guys that are going to have elevated expectations that maybe haven't played a lot. Sometimes we, we don't have our keen eye on the guys that we already know what they got. And I always try to remind you around here that sports are not linear. Athletes, coaches, players, they don't exponentially always get better. Sometimes you hit a peak. Sometimes you hit a rut. Sometimes, you know, you just, you just don't get any better. Sometimes you get hurt. Sometimes you get worse. You never know. But sometimes guys that are really good become truly great. Sometimes guys that are okay become outstanding. Sometimes guys that are very good or even great become next level, transcendent, unbelievable. And one guy from the Grizzlies that I think has the opportunity to go from very good to truly best in the league truly all-American caliber, is Alex Gubner. He's a redshirt junior defensive tackle. Big 99 got a lot of headlines as a redshirt freshman two years ago. I guess two seasons ago would have been the 2019 season because he had four interceptions as a defensive tackle. Part of that's the scheme, and part of that's just nose for the football. But Gubner is now a guy who's, I mean, He's basically like a fifth-year senior in his age because he got a chance to have the redshirt year and the COVID year. He's going to be a three-year starter. He was a second-team All-Big Sky selection a year ago. And now he's, he's still going to have two years of starting left. He's, he's a grown man. And so uh, what's the next step for him? I think it's all-American caliber. You yeah, know, I think it's, getting some interest at the next level. And so I'm interested to see Alex Gubner just, just get some some eyes on a, on him. The other guy who I think that maybe we're glossing over a little bit because he is, he is steady and he is proven, he's, he's been around for a little while, is Mitch Roberts, a little Sentinel product who's a wide receiver, and he's going to be a fifth-year senior. He's a guy that has been a good, solid starter. His next step, though, is all-league player. And if he can become an all-league player, that adds just another one to the arsenal of all-league players there in Montana. So I'm excited to see the Missoula Sentinel product work. On the Bobcat side of things, it's an overhaul in the receiver room. Willie Patterson's the only guy that has any production or any name recognition that's coming back. Coy Steele also back, but he had a season-ending injury last year, so he'll be slow to get back. But the rest of the guys that are going to be challenging for playing time for the Bobcats, whether it's Malik Mullins, who's a junior college transfer, or Ravy Alston, who's a Division III transfer uh, from St. John's out there in Minnesota, or Cleveland Thomas, who's a drop-down from Kentucky. uh, There's a ton of guys in the mix who rises to the occasion. I don't. Christian Anaya, who's a, an incoming freshman guy out of Arizona, I don't think that you would have an overhaul of your receiver room and surround Tommy Molat with a whole bunch of new players unless, one, you know you needed it, and two, you know you had targets. They're going to really make a difference. So I think the way that the receiver room plays out at Montana State, uh, that's going to be a big deal as well. Thanks for kicking it with us tomorrow around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Chris Redpath, Fallon Frigi, Montana State, former Big Sky MVP, our guest. We'll also have a chick who doesn't know sports with our great friend Carolyn. Have yourself a great Wednesday evening. We'll see you then. Nuan' is Now, ESPN Radio.